This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. If you already have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 20. This morning's message is going to be unusual in the fact that I'm going to be teaching you a lot of truths. Not only am I going to be preaching, but I'm going to be teaching you these aspects. It is almost like a smorgasbord or a buffet. There, when I put this sermon together, I realized that there were so many different subjects, spiritual truths that revolve around this commandment today, commandment number five, and how it can radically impact your life. The message this morning is going to be done through a teaching perspective, and I think that it's applicable. We have a lot of young people in the service today. I would say, listen, shut down whatever you may be distracted with and try to learn and soak up everything your preacher says this morning. I realize that some of the things that I'm going to say, they're not contemporary. And uh, as I have already mentioned to you, they're not politically correct. But you know by now, I'm not a politically correct preacher. Amen. And so I'm just giving you a heads up. And if you say, I don't like it, well, you take it up with him. I didn't write the book. I'm just going to tell you what's in the book. I'm just preaching the book, Blood and Blessed Hope. Amen. This is a message that will require your undivided attention. And But my prayer is that every family, every person, every home, every mother, every father, every son, every daughter, every person in this auditorium will leave here today refreshed, energized, and maybe looking at this fifth commandment from another perspective. And so if you have your Bibles open to Exodus chapter 20, Exodus chapter 20, verse number 12, is the fifth commandment. And the Bible says this, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The fifth commandment is also known to be the first commandment with promise. And I want you to think about that this morning. I think a huge point to remember when you enter into an in-depth study of the Ten Commandments is that all of these commandments deal with the two most important relationships of life. That being our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. As I have already mentioned several times before, the first four commandments deals with our relationship with God. 
The remaining six deals with our relationship with one another. And here is another incredible truth, and I pray that you would get it today, and that is this. A person cannot be right with his fellow man unless he is right with God. I want you to think about that. And when you are right with God, then you are in a position to be right with your neighbor. Think about that just for a moment. You're in a position to be right with those around you. In fact, I want to share another scripture with you if they can put it on the screen in Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 19. I think that Jesus himself put that into perspective when he said this verse. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 19, he said it this way, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So when you have a good relationship, when you have a right relationship with God, you can have a right relationship with your fellow man. That's just simple. And here's another great biblical truth. When we correctly learn how to honor God, we have a much better understanding of how we can honor one another. Now, this is imperative to understand because this is commandment number five, and we're now moving into those commandments that revolve around our relationship with one another. And so, when we correctly learn how to honor God, we have a much better understanding of how to honor one another. And that concept just seems to perpetuate itself into other right relationships and right directions as well. This is what I believe. I believe it's a terrible, terrible thing. It's a shame for people to say that they love God and that they are right with God and walk around town trashing their fellow Christian. The truth of the matter is this. You cannot be right with God and do that. It's impossible. When you honor God, you learn how to honor others. That's just simple. And when you respect God, listen carefully, when you respect him, you learn how to respect other people. When you are morally right, then you can know how to be morally right with others. This thing goes hand in hand. And let me say this, that we're living in a day and time when being morally right with God and with man, your fellow neighbor, is at a critical level. Morals are so desperately needed, I believe, to be taught in the home today. And let me also add this. It cannot be the sole responsibility of the church to teach morals in a family and in a home. Even though it's much needed to be preached and echoed from this pulpit and the classrooms that we have in our, all of our ministries, we cannot depend totally upon the church just to do that. Morals are sorrowfully absent everywhere you turn, especially in our schools. And let me say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic as well as old-fashioned morality as well. 
That's why we have Buford Road Christian Academy. That's why we have a Christian school here at this place. Because yes, we do believe in the essence, the importance of teaching great academics, but we also believe in the utmost importance of teaching decency and morality as well. Nowadays, instead of teaching morality, they teach how to promote alternate lifestyles. They pass out condoms and they make morning after pills available to minors. And in some cases, minors have abortions without having their parents' consent. And I want you to think about that. Kids walk around today, not only in public schools, but in the malls on city sidewalk with their pants down to their knees. I've often wondered about that. You imagine being in some building and the fire broke out. That's the truth. Morality today is so distorted in such a way that whatever was wrong when you grew up, today it's now being considered right. And vice versa. Whatever now was right, now considered to be wrong. In these Ten Commandments, I want you to think about it just for a moment because God gives us some spiritual, moral absolutes. And God has made it crystal clear in His Word what is acceptable human behavior and where He draws a divine line. And I want you to think about that. And I think it would do us good if we would remind ourselves this morning from time to time the biblical standards in the Word of God, how that these standards were not just applicable in the days of Moses and not only applicable in the days of Jesus, but I declare unto you that they are also applicable in today's society as well. This Bible is God's living breath, and I declare to you that it still applies for today. Now, in the fifth commandment, God directs our attention to honoring our father and mother. There is a simple truth found in this commandment. We're going to be looking at it from a variety of perspectives. And I believe this with all of my heart, that if you cannot learn how to get along with your own family, there's probably a likelihood that you're going to struggle in all other relationships as well. In the fifth commandment, God addresses the issue of parents. And I want to take this, we're going to go through this in multiple ways. But the first area that I want to address this morning from the Word is how God addresses the issue of parents. And I believe that we can see, first of all, a parent's responsibility to children. And then we're going to look at, secondly, at a child's responsibility to their parents. Now, we all know that it does not require parents to produce children. That would indeed be God's divine order to do so, but young people today become promiscuous at all ages. And the consequences of it as well. The sanctity of marriage has become like 
a tin can that has been kicked to the curb by the world. And I believe that when God spoke the fifth commandment, he was directly in reference to his divine order of human beings coming together in the sanctity of marriage and multiplying and replenishing the earth. So keeping that in context this morning, I want us to think about our parents just for a moment. Next Sunday, by the way, is Father's Day, and we're, we're going to devote an entire message revolving around that. I hope that you will be here for it. But let me say this, and I want you to think about it with me just for a moment, that no child has the choice of choosing their parents. Have you ever thought about that? No child has the choice of choosing their parents. But on the flip side of that, in its reality, the same goes. Parents don't go out and shop for their kids. Now, I'm not talking about the avenue of adoption. But listen carefully. When you were conceived, you got them and they got you. That's the deal. Now, what I'm about to say is definitely strongly debated and I'm sure differently opinionated. It makes no difference to me, but... I conclude this, and I'm going to ask you to turn to Psalms chapter 139. Let me say this, and I conclude it very strongly and from a biblical perspective that I firmly believe that no human life is an accident. I want you to think about that just for a moment. I do not believe that human life is an accident. How can you conclude that, preacher? In Psalms 139, I'm going to read, and you follow with me now through 1 through 16. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compass my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from, my, from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness as the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in the book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. And so again I say this morning that I do not believe with Scripture like this that any life is an accident. 
When we become parents, and listen carefully to this this morning, God not only blessed us with the gift of a precious child, but he also placed a great responsibility of raising them in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. Now, I want you to think about that, and I want you to listen carefully. God has definitely given us as parents an incredible gift to give our children. And that gift is the gift of experience. You think with me just for a moment. The gift of experience. And I believe that every single parent should saturate the lives of their children with the gift of experience. There's a terrible concept being taught in the world to today's children. And that's this. The world's philosophy and the world's mentality today as far as children goes and being raised in the average home, the philosophy is this, just let them grow up and make up their own minds. The world has this philosophy, do not try to influence them. They say, let them find out who they really are. They say, let them experience the world and let them make up their own minds. Well, somebody needs to tell Dr. Spock, that ain't working. It ain't working. We not only have the responsibility to direct the lives of our children with experience, but I believe that we're to pour out our heart and our soul into their physical needs, their emotional needs, and their spiritual needs as well. In Proverbs chapter 22 is a classic verse of Scripture that I'm sure we have all referenced to before in our life. And this is a great verse concerning our children. And the Word of God says this, train up a child, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let me tell you this morning that I thank God for the kitchen table. I thank God for Sunday school. I thank God for Buford Road Christian Academy. I thank God for Vacation Bible School. I thank God for the church as a whole and every aspect and every ministry that we have that is an instrumental tool to provide an influence and an experience into the life of children. And I thank God for parents who don't just sit around and talk about these things or just don't send their kids to church, but who actually bring their church and teach their family by example. That's so important. I believe that the number one goal for every single parent is this. This is the top priority. And that is that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that your children have have come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I don't believe that there is a greater goal for a parent than to know that the, your children are saved. Parents are obsessed. I see it all the time. And it, it, it seems like that it's an epidemic. It's everywhere. But, but parents seem to be obsessed with cheerleading and roller skating and this, that, and the other, the latest fashion. And, and there's nothing wrong with being diversified and being engaged in extracurricular activities. 
But I ask the question when people tell me all the time, I got my kids involved in this, that, and the other. I ask them, where is on that list your priority with God? Listen, friend, don't wait till your children get 14 years old and try to help them spiritually. They will look at you and laugh at you. So there's an awesome responsibility that parents have to children. But now let me reflect upon the great responsibility that children have to their parents. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, and I want you to look at this very carefully. You say, what does this have to do with the fifth commandment? I pray that you will be like a sponge and soak it all up. It's all applicable to what we're talking about. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 1, the Bible says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. You see what that promise contains? Long life. People today are taking all kinds of pills and vitamins and doing all kinds of things to extend their life. And I'm not saying don't do what's healthy, but I'm telling you this, if you want to know the real core of living long, honor your father and mother. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, the Apostle Paul also reiterates what is written in the book of Ephesians. In Colossians 3.20, he says this, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Now, this thing of honoring them means holding them up with high esteem. And in the fifth commandment, God said to do that. He said to honor your father and, and your mother. Now, in the New Testament, we're taught the same principle in the Scripture. We are taught to obey our parents and to honor them because our parents are the authority in our young life. Our parents are the authority in our young maturing years of life. And so it's important, it's imperative that we honor them and that we respect them and obey them. And when a child submits to their parents' authority, listen carefully, obviously, they are operating within the premises of obedience and honor. And when you stop and think about it overall, God has arranged for all of us to have some kind of authority in our life. All of us, every day, doesn't matter how old we are, we are interacting with some kind of authority everywhere we turn. There's authority in government, in school, in business, in organizations, in sports, even in the church. In fact, there's a scripture here that when I was studying this message, it came just like right to the surface. I want you to see it just for a minute. It's in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 17. If you can get to it quickly, turn and not. They will show it on the screen. There it is. And I want you to look at that. Even in the church, the Bible says this, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Everywhere we turn, we, we are engaged with it on some kind of level. This thing of honor actually begins 
with the parents, and I want you to think about it just for a moment. When the parents teach their children to obey and respect and honor people, they are teaching their children to obey and honor and respect authority whenever they run into authority. That's important to understand. And now, if, if parents fail to teach their children to obey, if they fail to teach their children to honor and reverence, then those children are going to run into problems everywhere they go in life because authority is around our life all the time. And a child may ask a question, well, pastor, what am I to do if, if my parents are telling me to do something that we both know is wrong? Am I still to obey them on that level? Well, I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 very carefully, and this will solve a lot of problems for a lot of people, especially in a marital relationship as well. But in Ephesians chapter 6, I want there's, there's three important words in that one verse that I think will help ease the pain with that struggle. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 1, look at it. It says, children, obey your parents. But then notice the next three words. In the Lord. Do you see that? In the Lord. Now, here's the deal. If a parent is instructing a child to break the law. That obviously is not what God's talking about in His Word. Because God is saying, obey your parents in the Lord. It's the same principle that applies when the Bible says that a wife is to submit herself to her own husband. I'm telling you this. If a husband is trying with all of his soul to please the Lord, because I have, I spend a lot of my time, a lot of my ministry counseling people, counseling young, counseling old. And sometimes people will come to me and ask me this very scenario, this very thing. Pastor, where do I draw the line? The same principle applies in the Bible to a wife when it comes to submitting herself to her own husband. If a husband is trying to please the Lord with all of his soul, and, he's, and if his request is not illegal, his request is not immoral, his request is not insane, then a wife who wants to please the Lord, in the Lord, will submit herself to her husband. But before a wife can submit herself to her husband, the husband must first know how to respect her. And if he really respect her, then he will not ask her to do anything that ultimately will displease the Lord. Now listen carefully to this. The ability to honor parents all comes back to godly parenting. If today's parents, listen to this now, if today's parents are going to teach their children criticism. Then children are going to learn how to be critical. If parents teach their children hostilities, then their children will learn how to fuss and fight. 
If parents are going to teach their children how to disrespect one another, then those children will learn how to disrespect and rebel against authority. But I tell you on the same hand, if you teach them to love, they will learn how to love. If you teach them how to forgive, they will forgive. If you teach them how to be patient, they will learn compassion. You see, it all comes back, and if we want our children to grow up and do what's right, then we as parents are going to have to learn how to do what's right. I read somewhere in the preparation of this message that parents are categorized by four different ways in the eyes of children. It said, first of all, they, children idolize their parents. They think their parents can do anything. They think their dad is Superman, their mother is Wonder Woman. At a very early age, children learn how to idolize their parents. But when they grow out of an adolescent stage, instead of learning how to idolize their parents, they learn how to demonize their parents. Because they think they have all the answers. And mom and dad is totally wrong. Mom and dad is totally cruel. They feel their parents are the source of all their earthly troubles and struggles. When they move on from that, learning how to idolize them and then learn how to demonize them, they learn how to utilize them. They learn how to milk them for everything they can get. And as long as they can get it. But then somewhere in life, after they go through this process, they conclude with learning how to once again humanize the parents. So they go from idolize to demonize to utilize and then right back to humanize. What do you mean by that? Finally, somewhere in life, when children mature, they realize that their parents were neither God nor the devil. They were just human beings trying to make a good living, trying to make good decisions. They were just ordinary people who had strong points and weak points. And they realized that in spite of all of their faults and all of their failures that somewhere they made huge sacrifices in life in order to get them through another day. So please listen carefully. The fifth commandment is a commandment that follows us all the way through life. And I think that we should never forget that there will for sure come a time, listen carefully, when the roles of parents and children will one day, and it will seem like overnight, reverse. I wonder right now how many of you, and I'm reminded of Sister Val just recently, we had the funeral service for her mother. And she, she so graciously and compassionately sat with her mother for several years, wouldn't leave her side, took care of her every need. And isn't it amazing how that life has a way of when we reach our older years where 
Early on, our parents took care of us and we were the child. But then those roles seemed to reverse to where we as children take care of them. And in their elder years, they sort of like become the children. I say there's a great truth in the fifth commandment to honor your father and your mother. Because you see, one day, it's going to come back to you. It all comes back. That role reverses. I'm, I'm sure that there's probably people sitting in this auditorium right now that know exactly what I'm talking about. When that scripture comes forth, it's an awesome responsibility that God has given us. And I tell you that the fifth commandment is a commandment that we need to study regularly. Not just when we talk about it in rare occasions like this or on Father's Day or Mother's Day. But it's impacted with such great truth. We need to understand that no matter where we are in life, one day it's going to come back to us. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.